What's poppin' bandy people? Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants. I am, what's my nickname? Jordan. I always say Jordan Jelly Allen. The bad take ever. I'm not the bad take ever. Name six bad takes I've had all time. <laughs> we tried. We Only just six? Did, we just did this. Yeah, you, you, you couldn't name uh, them. The City Edition jerseys are good. They are good. Bad take. D'Angelo Russell is good. Bad uh, take. Jordan, Jordan's uh, pro recession. He loves recession. I'm a huge recession Huge guy. recession yes. guy. Yes, big recession guy. Um, your Donald Trump take about how he's the greatest president. Weird one. That <laughs> 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 we were the premier all right yes. podcast. Jordan's rebranded. <laughs> we forgot about We got January 6th guy yeah. over here. Yeah. Classic. We, we really lost the plot as the premier all right pod. Um, we, got, we got the new sponsor. Like, oh shit. This is actually a real thing. We can't pretend to be the premiere all right bud uh i am jordan january 6th <laughs> that's uh what's nate hot and silly derf it's that's uh brandon megamind back and together we are the bosses of the hoops department of pulltapsports.com we are powered exclusively by jimmy's dips joe mama salsa duke cannons hair care products and the constitution of the united states of america <laughs> and we are here for um I know we have we have a show sheet and we we can't touch these mics as much, so that's gonna be hard yeah. for you. We got it's, new mics at Green Screen. We're also brought to you by Green Screen Studios. Shout out to Gabe, shout out to Thomas. Uh, we've not shout out Green Screen Studios as much as I would like to. If you need a place to record, Green Screen. Uh, the plan of the show is we're going to, I guess, kind of recap the a little bit of the season. We were hot during the last episode. We were a little bit mad. One of us may have gone on a 15 minute diatribe about how the whole shit should get blown up. So we're gonna we're gonna revisit our vibes. I stand by it. He stands by it. We're gonna revisit that. We'll talk about some initial offseason chatter. And then we have the hang on, let me find the pronunciation. <laughs> we have our season end awards, the official crunch wears no pants, season end, no pants allowed recognition segment award show. The Talkwin Pissin Parsas. <laughs> the Talkwin Pissin Parsas. Parson piss ass. <laughs> presented by Jimmy's Dips. Why was it presented by Jimmy's Dips? Because what? it has sauce at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> ah, yes, that's right. And, sauce and, adjacent. and dip is a thick sauce. Big old thick sauce. Yes. And, so and we, have we have some... thick body wash. It... <gasps> Viscous. Body wash is like body sauce. Body dip. <laughs> dip your body in. <laughs> okay, whatever. And then we have uh, some Wolves Twitter awards. But before we do that, we got to talk about Duke Cannon, baby. Take your hair and hygiene to the next level with Duke Cannon. It's, it's a Minnesota-based company that makes hardworking grooming products for hardworking viscous men. Why do you keep saying men? It's guys. Well, I maybe swear you it was didn't men. have your own secret show sheet yes. that we didn't <laughs> I, have access to. I swear to. it started with men because I go to men, too. That's fine. Well, you said hardworking viscous men? Yeah. What's the opposite? The men viscous? aren't viscous, are they? Well, I don't want to talk about that. I, I want to talk about I don't know. Viscous man. <laughs> I don't want to talk about biology. I don't want to talk about the anatomy of how people are made. I want to talk about Duke Cannon products, deodorants, bow, beard care products, bow, body wash, bow, wow. hair care, and more. Remember, it's hardworking grooming products for hardworking guys. 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 Get, your, uh, get yours at Target or uh, DukeCannon.com. If you go the digital route, use the promo code PolTab10 for 10% off all Duke Cannon products. All right, gentlemen. How are the vibes? Since we last recorded, this is what happened. Uh, Jaden McDaniels was snubbed for an all-defensive team despite being the best 
all positions defender in the league by most metrics. Uh, president of basketball operations, Tim Connolly, refused to definitively say he was staying in Minnesota after being rumored uh, to be attached to the Washington Wizards jobs. At both the exit interviews and recently on Chad Hartman's show on WCCO, he said, eh, maybe I'll stay. That's basically what he said. <laughs> Direct uh, quote. Cat <laughs> uh, was on the Paul George podcast and accidentally ensured that we'll call him Big Purr for the rest of his career. <laughs> Big Purr was mostly a Twitter bit, and now it's going to be full, full on mainstream cat. You did it. Print the shirts, Jake. <laughs> yes, Jake Scraps. Uh, and then Rudy threatened the entire league by posting a picture of his three defensive player of the year's trophies with the caption, I'm not done. And. And. Anthony Edwards commented on it. He said, yeah, Rudy got certified sack certification. Solid as concrete, Rudy. It's almost like the further you remove yourself from the devastating emotional loss the less it matters what Anthony Edwards is doing on Instagram. Does yeah. Anthony Edwards really think that Rudy Gobert is solid as concrete? I think Anthony Edwards loves his teammates. I he's think, supportive. I feel like he's just a guy. That, like, I think he's like us. I mean, just kind of get along with everyone. He's just gassing, gassing up his teammates. Yeah. I hope I hope next year at this time, Rudy has a fourth defensive player of the year so we can revisit this and be like, hell yeah. And then lastly, D'Angelo Russell said that he was held back in Minnesota after playing his first good playoff game ever. <laughs> and then immediately followed it up with a one for ten. He uh, has like seven points since then. Uh, let's talk about D'Angelo Russell, shall we? At Brandon Beck 4 really good Twitter account, put out a nice little breakdown of D'Lo's numbers. Do you have that tweet handy at Brandon Beck for? Well, so I didn't actually tweet out the numbers. I think it was uh, Jay Wilder Adams that actually put out the numbers. I love that guy. The uh, Good follow. The actual point of the tweet was D'Angelo Russell is the exact same player with the Lakers that he was with the Timberwolves by every basic metric. He's taking the same amount of shots. He has the same true shooting percentage. He's averaging the same amount of points and the same amount of assists and the same amount of rebounds and the same amount of turnovers. He's an identical player. He's also the third option on that team, just like he was on the Timberwolves. What about Austin Reeves? He's the third option. Yeah, I guess. You want to know something funny when I was looking at D'Angelo Russell's numbers? You want to know the only number that's like significantly changed for for D'Angelo Russell since he got to the Lakers? Play time. He is averaging one fewer foul per game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is uh, that's great. Yeah. So as a wolf, oh, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> as a wolf, that can't, one out. can't be attached to a team he's on. Just about some numbers behind it. Uh, I found Jay Wilder Adams tweet: seventeen point nine points per game as a wolf, six point two assists, three point one rebounds, sixty point four true shooting as a Laker, seventeen point four points, six point one assists, two point one. Or sorry, six point one. A, I don't know what that was. What is point one? Assists, 2.9 rebounds, and 61% true shooting. It's It literally is the most same you can it's be. It's same, dude. So, and because he's on the Lakers. I want to get him going. Because he's being, like, aggressively fine half the time, and he had, like, two really good games in a 30 and 40 point win, the national media is like, wow, career revived, game changer. The Wolves were holding this guy back. He's a peacock. You got to let him fly. He just, he's, good luck to whoever gives that guy another $30 million a year contract in the offseason. He's not good. <laughs> I, I still like D'Angelo Russell a little bit. I think it's, I think the unnecessary shade, um, the, 
Andrew Tate adjacent behavior from D'Angelo Russell, which, by the way, how are D'Lo and Rudy Gobert not best friends, given the people that they both follow? Because Rudy Gobert dropped some of the passes that D'Angelo Russell rolled at his ankles. But they're both alphas, and they're both real masculine men. Yeah, I don't think the, the alphas, alphas get aren't along fr- yeah, alphas with each other. Yeah, alphas don't get along with each other. Alphas like to surround themselves the with pack. All four of us in this room are mega alphas. But D'Angelo That's Russell why we don't get along. understand is Rudy Gobert is an alpha too. <laughs> So that's the thing with like, this is like, this kind of goes back to what we've been yamming on about, about like national media bias is that I think for his three seasons here, D'Lo was great. He had his high highs are awesome. Great is a stretch. He was very good. D'Angelo Russell was not the worst player in the NBA as Ryan Rossillo claimed on his podcast he was. But D'Angelo Russell was maddeningly inconsistent. Yeah. He was overpaid and the defensive issues that he creates just cause him to be a very difficult player to build a really good team with him at the center of it. Yeah. And the TLDR is basically, and we talked about, we've thought this a million times. He's really fucking fun and addicting when he's not, when he's knocking down six threes in a row and he's doing cool D low slow, but fast layups. It's so much fun to watch, but when he's inconsistent, Oh my God. And you see Lakers Twitter, like implode all the time. Durf, do you have any thoughts about this? That the conversation we've had ninety times it's, on the phone. It's so nice because I don't care at all <laughs> about it. No, like <clears throat> it's it's it, like we're a few weeks past the season, and I have barely thought about D'Lo, and it's super nice. Yeah, but I what about when he night. said the Timberwolves were holding him back? Yeah, it was dumb, but he's dumb. We're okay, not. so here's the thing. Oh, here he goes. Oh, was, oh no, Durf's going. It's just, well, like it's not new that like if a player, if a team is winning people aren't going to be coming at a player when they still won the game, you know, like it's a conversation piece, but it's never going to be like, wow, he only scored 14 points. I know that that's not an actual stat, but I'm just saying like if a guy scores 14 points and you were expecting 20 points, but they still won by 10. It doesn't matter. It's not, it's a sub factor. Like nobody cares. Yeah. That's Um, the reality of the situation. Last word on the deal. I think. But I agree. Yeah. I was just going to say we're for the award show thing. We're not going to do the in memoriam like we did on the last awards show, but I had a really good one for D'Angelo Russell. We can, we can do the in memoriam segment. (laughs) D'Angelo Russell crashed into the earth and died (laughs) after the Lakers let him fly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How are the vibes legitimately? How do we feel two weeks removed? Brandon, you're still mad. Durf. You don't seem to really. I'm just blissfully just ignorant. It's great. I'm, I, not, I'm not mad. It was kind of like you're I'm over like, the experiment. You brought up D'Lo same. and the Lakers and well, that I, set him off. He was yeah. fine before the show. <laughs> no, I'm just in like I'm in like the same spot I was last week where I just don't believe in what appears to be the vision. And I don't think that what's going to end up happen happening is the right thing. I'll yeah. be happy to be wrong, but. I'll t- I'll, that's I'll just kind t- of where I'm, I'm at. I'll tell you what my actual perspective is. And it oh. is after a few weeks clearing my mind, trying not to watch a ton of basketball just for my mental health. I have realized that, well, I still agree with some of the points that we talked about last episode. I believe in Tim. I'm full on Tim supporter. I love Tim. He's going to take yeah. us to the promised land. His long-term yeah. vision is going to work out. 
he built the Nuggets, and I'm not giving Mike Malone any credit for that whatsoever. Or the, fa- or the fact that he fully- fell ass backwards into the best basketball player in the world in the second round. <laughs> it was his strategy, the yeah, long it, game. I got news for you. If Tim Connolly knew Nikola Jokic was this good, he really shouldn't have waited until the second round why to draft just, him. Why didn't we trade for Rudy? When we should have just traded for Jokic. I think we should have. Yeah. What an insane risk it would have been to be like, I think this guy's going to fall to the second round if you thought Jokic was this good. He, he had sleeper cells everywhere, like cutting out uh, media I, clips of him surfacing. I just, I'm going to check. I wonder who... Tim Connolly drafted before Nikola Jokic. That's a, that this is a great season. exercise. This is a great exercise. That season, the Denver Nuggets uh, drafted 11th overall Doug McDermott and no. traded him. Dougie Fresh. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was the. I wonder what the trade was though, because they didn't. They traded Doug McDermott to the Bulls, I think. Yeah, yeah. Doug McDermott, strong white man name. They had the 11th overall pick, and the Denver Nuggets drafted Doug McDermott and traded Anthony Randolph for Gary Harris and Yusuf Nurkic. So if they thought Nikola Jokic was potentially the best player in the NBA in a few years, really dumb of them to wait until the 40th overall yeah, pick to insane, take him. Insane gamble. In terms of my personal vibes, uh, I have, I still think that, you know, trading both our bigs wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but I am firmly on, by firmly I mean 70% on team run it back. I, I know. Think, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we have I to know. talk ourselves into it. I mean, I, I didn't talk myself into it. I think I know like Brandon said, you're, they're going to hide behind the excuses. I think the excuses are pretty legitimate. I don't think the sample size is big enough. Um, so, but so this is my problem with the, with the sample size isn't big enough thing is like I said last week, we just the sample size is small, but there is no evidence that it works. The There's st- some evidence that it works. You're not an optimist like me, though. The strongest argument, the strongest argument in favor of it working is what you just said is, well, we don't know it doesn't work. Yeah. But that shouldn't be the question we're trying to answer. The question isn't can it work? The question should be will it work? And in a lot of times throughout Timberwolves history. Yeah. Trying to do the weird high upside gamble thing made a lot of sense. You have Anthony Edwards. I know. Just build a normal basketball team. I see that and I hear that. I have faith in Anthony Edwards to learn. He's shown year over year improvement, much like Zach Levine did before he kind of plateaued in Chicago. He was showing year over year growth. Why? What Anthony is the, the same thing. Rudy can, what, he can adjust to Rudy. It's going to be fine. But what is the point of presenting Anthony Edwards with this difficult to solve problem instead of just giving him a normal he's basketball got that team. dog in him, Brandon, both in his heart and in his brain, dude. He has a good IQ. Also, we have a lot of evidence. A really good player comp for Anthony Edwards is Donovan Mitchell, and that just never worked. Anthony Edwards, his brain is only 21 years old. It's still learning and developing. Men don't end puberty until 23. I so don't think I don't think they're going to be terrible. You didn't even take biology into your into your stance, Brandon. You didn't even think about basic puberty. You forgot all about the fucking what's that thing? Pituitary gland. You forgot about it. Uh, Discarded it on basketball. Your reference. frontal lobe. Yeah, your frontal lobe. Your pituitary gland. You forgot I all about it. your pituitary gland. I don't think <laughs> that, that's for. <laughs> is, that, is that for what? I, I think pituitary gland is like it's responsible. Pituitary gland and puberty both start with P's, derf. So my point is proven. 
I don't think you, I don't think Ant can't figure out how to play with them. You're deflecting. You're not I even talking about biology anymore. <laughs> my, I have never been talking about biology. I've only been talking about biology. My, you didn't want to talk about biology. My point, is, my point is, why does he have to? Just put normal six feet. Put normal basketball players around this really, really talented young basketball player and just like do normal shit. No. <laughs> okay, there's a huge problem with the Minnesota fan base. And what is it? It's that we don't want, we have this obsession with, with puberty because we didn't run it back two years ago. We didn't run it back last year that we're like, well, let's run it back this year. I don't think it's, I don't it's, think it's, it's wise. It's, that's not the point that I'm making. Yeah. I'm just saying that that is a microcosm of the fan base, which is we get so obsessed with certain player personalities and then we're like so mad when they leave. But you realize the turnover in the NBA, like that's how you get good. You make changes yeah. and you can't get attached to guys. You can the as Nuggets fans, make whatever. That changes. That's because they're amazing. Yeah, Their roster is fantastic. If you we have a great roster, too. you can put it together. But like that's teams make changes constantly. Like the whole point of this is what Beck and I talked about last week, which is it's not that we won't be better next year. It's that we won't be significantly better. Like we're not going to go from being an eight seed to being a two seed or a three seed. Like it's marginal improvement. <laughs> Fears the mind. We, it also gets way harder to trade Carl Anthony Towns if you don't do it now because his salary jumps by like $14 million. Yeah, but with the new CBA and stuff, the cap's going up, it's gonna be fine. No, with the new CBA, it's even worse. Is it? I don't really know much about it. If no one in, does. If you're in the luxury tax, you're not just, it's not just your owners paying a big luxury tax bill. You're limited into what you can, you can't take back more money than you give out in trades. You can't sign guys off the buyout market. Um, like. The, being over the luxury tax is a death sentence under the new CBA. And they're going to be over the luxury tax if they keep all these guys together because Anthony Edwards is going to be making a max. Jade McDaniels is going to be making 20 to $25 million. Cat's salary is going to go up by $14 million. Rudy Gobert is going to be making $45 million. If they if we love Nas Reed and want to bring back Nas Reed, he's Nas. making $10 million. Like, the... It's going to be a lot harder to press eject on this whole thing a year from now. And I just don't think it's going to work. When you put it like that, my point I understand. is that on top of all those things, do we really think we can't have a 500 team with two guys that aren't making this much money? Like other teams are doing yeah, it. A, this and is we, a, we're rehashing last week. Yeah. But I'll let you finish. It's yeah, we don't have to get super into it, but it's just it, it, like it's awesome that we've made the playoffs two years in a row. Yes, that is unheard of in our in the last 20 years whatever it's been not 20 years almost 20 no, years yeah close but so like that's awesome that's super cool build on it let's make some extra moves to get you over the hump instead of just being in a scenario where it's like okay next year we're gonna win 45 games Guess and what? still lose in the first round unless they just completely butcher a carl anthony towns trade they're gonna make the playoffs or at least be in the play-in again next year because they have Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. Yeah. And Nikhil Alexander Walker. Well, maybe he's, he's got gorilla, they'll bring him back. He's got gorilla nuts. Nikhil Alexander Walker does have gorilla nuts. I I I've the little playoffs I've watched, I've kind of been on a, a bit of a basketball cleanse. I watch these teams, I go, I feel kind of good about the Timberwolves. The Nuggets because are like, you haven't watched Timberwolves. That's true. In like two weeks. Do, okay, okay. Let's let's move on. We're, we're going, we're going, we're repeating an episode. Let's go to new topics. Um 
the next point on the show sheet is if the Nuggets win the championship, are the Timberwolves the best team in the league? Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, the let's, let's go back. We didn't talk about What's the actual. Funny? You like recap the things, but we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about Jim. Oh yeah, Jaden McDaniels. Ants. Yeah, sorry. Let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about the the All NBA voting. So let's start with Jaden McDaniels. Obvious All-NBA defensive player. Did not make an All-NBA defensive team. Who prepared the stats? I feel like, Jerf, you were the stats man for this. You were bragging about it. I Yeah, so I went through... I went through the the 10 nominees or winners or whatever that were selected. And I was just like, what what are the stats that they're looking at? So I, like, went through, like, the individual total... Like, total for the season, blocks, steals, defensive rebounds, and then the per-game stats. And then defensive win shares and then defensive ratings and it really just looks like they just looked at they just like took yeah so defensive win shares is like win shares is very heavily driven by rebounding so you're going to get a lot of big men yeah in that list That's a big man um but and then defensive rating is like very dependent on who you're on the floor with yeah and that, um, and i'm not saying like my point is, is like it looked like they just picked from that list, and that's why where the error yeah. lies. I mean, Durf, I, I see you have an Excel spreadsheet open with highlighted cells. I'm very intrigued because usually Brandon is the yeah. Excel so I was, highlighted I, I was, cells guy. I was just looking. I just wanted to see like because it's positional. Like obviously, it's not the positional stuff is so. I know, stupid. I know. Isn't that going away after this year? Yeah. yeah. Like okay. the idea that Dylan Brooks and Jade McDaniel's do not play the same position. And the idea that Jade McDaniels plays the same position as Jaron Jackson is so it's insane. stupid. And that's what I was trying to do with this exercise is I was like, OK, so you can really like if you're doing the one for one, where does he fit in in the position? And like you can't put him up like you can't take JJ out. JJJ. Yeah. You can't take Evan like Draymond's tough. You can, okay. you definitely can't Draymond take OG. Green. Draymond Green. Oh, here he goes. Draymond there Green goes. is an all is an all NBA defensive player this year purely on reputation. There is no evidence that Draymond Green was a superior defensive player to Jaden McDaniels this season. But because that's not, that's not true, he, he had one more. He had a couple more steals. Yeah. Okay. Steals are. <laughs> I don't care about steals. What? Well, what? That's, that's what everybody's saying about Jaden. I, I bet. I bet he played a lot more minutes than Jaden McDaniels. That's not true. I don't know that actually. I don't have no. the stats. Up. The point is, Jaden McDaniels, as far as like wing defenders, outside of Drew Holiday. Okay, I'm gonna finish my points. Yeah, <laughs> he just yeah. took the mic away. Okay, let me finish what I'm getting yeah. at. So my point is, is that when he's lined up against Jaron Jackson, Evan Mo- uh, Evan Mobley, yeah, Draymond Green, and OG Ananobi, you can't admit like yes, Draymond, whatever, so so, but the, like the the shitty part is that Dylan Brooks. He should have Dylan Brooks spot. Dylan Brooks doesn't belong on there at all. I'm looking at everything. All right. So in every major category, he Jaden is better than Dylan Brooks. He has more. Go yeah. ahead. I guess my point is Jaden McDaniels is better than a lot of these guys. He you're oh, right. Shit. Yeah, hang on. You're right. He doesn't belong on over Evan Mobley or Jaron Jackson Jr. He doesn't belong on over Drew Holiday. But he was a superior defensive player to Draymond Green. The Warriors' defense was terrible this year, and Draymond Green is the centerpiece linchpin to that whole thing. And if the yeah. defense is bad, then Draymond Green is not an all-defensive first player. Let's. Ho- I want to hone in on the Dylan Brooks point that Durf made. So, per Durf, Durf's stat, 
Dylan Brooks is 228th in the league in and blocks. Jaden 23rd. Dylan Brooks 84th in steals. Jaden 55th. Uh, defensive rebounds. Dylan 159th. Jaden 147 per game yeah. blocks. Dylan 172nd. Jaden 28th steals but, per game. Oh, steals per game. Dylan won. So, yeah. but that. that I don't think that's the right way to compare those players. I agree. Jaden McDaniels okay, is a but far how, superior. So what I did, what I did is I literally pulled up every possible advanced stat that I can find because the only thing, the only thing you can do is it's anecdotal. Yeah. So the the def, the defensive metrics on BasketballReference.com are always going to have like some noise in there. The problem is that defense is so hard to quantify, but. The value of Jaden McDaniels is in the versatility of what he does in the fact that he is a great off ball help defender. That's where the blocks come in. That's not something that guys like Dylan Brooks and OG Ananobi are doing at the same time on a night where you need him to step up and guard the other team's point guard. He will. He can go out and do that too. And that's the thing that's missing from these things. And like, like the problem with like the wind shares stats and stuff like that is that is so role dependent and it's so driven by rebounding. Right. And, that, and that's and to clarify, like the reason why I did this is because I wanted to see what people that don't watch every one of these players every game is looking at because that's and all you can do. I think it's mo- like I honestly think. Looking at the looking at the names, it's mostly just like reputationally driven. Yeah. That like that's why Draymond Green got it because Draymond Green, Draymond Green is one of the best defensive players in NBA history. I don't want to I don't want to deny that Draymond Green is going to be a Hall of Famer, primarily because he is such an amazing defensive player. This year, that was not the case. This year. Jaden McDaniels was a better defensive player than Draymond Green. And Dylan Brooks, I think, gets a reputational boost because he's such a shitty offensive player. It's kind of like this sliding scale of like the worse at offense you are, the better people think you are. The Bruce Bowen theory. And and Dylan Brooks, once again, is a really good defensive player. I'm not trying to pretend like Dylan Brooks doesn't have value on that end. He's not a better defensive player than Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, he does a the, lot of dirty, the pro- the dirty other, stuff. The other problem with Draymond, though, is Draymond also poses a similar to Jaden where he can play. He can be a Swiss Army knife like he can guard other positionless. He, defense. I mean, he Draymond, also you in the nuts. He's Draymond, also to do that. Draymond's value is mostly that like he is like a he's like a general on on the defensive end and he's like organizing everyone and he's like filling in gaps and stuff like that. The Like I said, the point is that just this season that was not as much the case because the Warriors defense was not good. Yeah. And Draymond Green is the anchor. His whole thing is he makes the whole defense good. He didn't make the whole defense good. So are we just, are we just saying it's market bias because the voters don't watch Timberwolves basketball? Well, no, it's not market bias because I mean, what have we been saying for five minutes? But I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's reputation bias based off of the players. Like it's not market bias that Dylan Brooks like there's no market bias in Memphis the over Minnesota. Sports Center, always on ESPN. There's no market bias on OG Ananobi, the Toronto oh, Raptors. Yeah, because OG earned it. I, I like that pick. Yeah, but I think once again, OG Ananobi is a terrific perimeter defender at like shutting off the other team's best player. Yes, like Jade McDaniel's is. While Jade McDaniel's is also an elite help defender. 
Yes. So the, the, one of the things is like, are you saying that you have to be carrying your defense in order for you to be on this list? In the role that yeah. guys like Draymond Green and Jaron Jackson and D'Angelo Mobley. The part that I struggle with that though so is the, like with Draymond, you're the rest of the team is bad at defense. So like if everybody else on the team is bad. Yeah, but the point mm. is he's a he is a defensive anchor who his his whole defensive value is by having Draymond Green, the defense is good. He because he's not, he's not one-on-one -on -one matching up with the other team's best player and stopping them. That's not the thing he does well. The thing he does well is fill in gaps for worse defensive players. He also can hit you in the nuts. You have said that a million times. No, only twice. <laughs> he for can, though. But he's, he's at that price he point. Can, yeah. He can, can hit. He can hit. My, thing, but this is Jaden McDaniels, yeah. and he <laughs> can hit. <laughs> It, it just, uh, again, like this was an exercise for me to just be like, just to see what the, the voters are seeing. Here's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just curious what they were looking at, because like you said, a lot of this isn't quantifiable and that's tough because yeah. you have to expect every team's fan base has seen the best of that player. And mm -hmm. so like, I can't sit here and be like, well, I watched Draymond 82 games this year. I didn't. So like I have to rely on these numbers just like they had to rely on these numbers for Jaden. Yeah. Oh. So like it kind of it's just it's a tough exercise to go through. Yeah. Anyway. And I it's think very, it's very democratic of you. I think there is I think there is a subset of voters that are looking at a lot of metrics like that. Um, but I think there's also a subset of voters that are just voting based off of reputation. The people they know are good defenders are the guys that they're voting for because um, of their bias. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's I don't think it's. Market bias. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Um, I, think George, I think yeah, the guys that got is in, really wrong about that. <laughs> the point. guys that got the guys that got in are not from huge markets. Like the there's Memphis is like, huge. Too. Drew Holiday, Jared yeah, Jackson, Evan Mobley, like Dylan Brooks, OG Ananobi. Like these are not guys from huge markets. The Grizzlies, uh, maybe not market, but like conversation bias. Like the, the Grizzlies dominate social media conversation. That's what the dudes at the ringer look like. That, that, that look at. That's what the voters look at. And that that and we've talked about how. As weird as it is, like the media and social media, it it plays a part in the perception of these players and it, and it boosts the narrative. Like we saw, we're but, seeing it happening in real time with D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So I mean, the hard thing too is like we're complaining. Like we can sit here and complain all day. About I, it's, the, a, it's a valid complaint about the Dylan Brooks thing, but the the problem is like he he was it wasn't allowed for him to get Dylan Brooks spot. He was a forward. Only yeah. four forwards can yeah. make it, and like. I love Jade McDaniels. I think he belonged on an all-defensive team. He did not belong on an all-defensive team ahead of Jaron Jackson Jr. No. or Evan Mobley he this season. Like, he should have been a lock for the second so, team. Or so, yes. I, I, I think he Who belongs on over Draymond Green and yeah. or OG Ananobi. Um, I, I think... Yeah, it's hard yeah. It's for hard. the for the versatility factor. Yeah, it's just it's hard when you have the guy who has the most skills but, in the in the season and per game. Like, but it's hard. It's hard to when you're comparing like the problem is you're comparing these guys at these positions when their roles are so different from yeah. each other. It, like, how are you actually supposed to quantify like the value of Jaron Jackson Jr. defensively versus Jaden McDaniels defensively? They're. They play two completely different roles for their teams. Jaron Jackson Jr. is much more functionally a center than Jaden McDaniels is. And Jaden McDaniels is probably much more functionally a guard than he is a forward. But they're both forwards. 
And then we'll get into all NBA voting and all defensive voting. Also, Anthony Edwards was a forward. No, he was a guard on the all defense ballot, but he was a forward on yeah. the all NBA ballot. Like yeah. it's just so a whole, weird. it's just nonsense. Just, you just don't do positions. The only also, position is like a center. Also, I love Anthony Edwards. Um, the people who voted for Anthony Edwards for second team guard should lose their vote. This is a great segue. All defensive it. team. Like Anthony Edwards. I think Anthony Edwards is a terrific player. He is not one of the 10 best defensive players in the NBA. He, he is when he tries hard, but that does not happen very often. This is something I've been playing around with in my mind. I think NBA, if you're voting on these awards, the NBA needs to provide a monthly curriculum. You need to watch this many games from this many teams. Like you have to be engaged. Well, I think it was Nikias Duncan that had like a really good I like idea. That guy. Yeah, Nikias Duncan's really smart. Um, he posted like follow. instead of having the NBA awards just be like writers vote on all awards, you should have committees. For fan each award. Votes. No, committees of like the writers. <laughs> yeah, the fan votes. Then it would just Let's be go LeBron, Anthony Davis. Let's go but like committees is a good So idea. at the beginning of the season, writer John knows that he's on the defense committee and he's voting on all defense and defensive player of the year. So throughout the season, when he's watching film and and watching games and watching teams and stuff. He is watching it with an eye of, I want to, I'm trying to see who the best defensive Ooh. players are. I love that. I think that's, a, I think that's, because that's the problem is these, they vote on so many awards that they can't watch no. all this stuff. And like to Durf's point, they have to go to a bunch of stats and defense, especially like these stats are so flawed yeah. and they're always going to be weighted towards rebounding, which Jaden McDaniels is going to be compared to forwards. There's just going to be a lot of forwards that are better rebounders than him because yeah. they're power forwards instead of small forwards. And Jaden McDaniels, like I said, is more functionally a guard yeah. defensively it, it than was, he is. It, when I was looking through these stats, it was a real like red flag when he had a he was like 260th in defensive rating and uh like like you look, yeah. look at these things and you're like, this isn't an accurate depiction yeah. of how he how impactful yeah. he is. And that's the thing, like defensive rating is such a is just such a hard stat to like yeah. individualize because it's so it's dependent on the court with on you. who's on the floor with you. Mm -hmm. If Jade McDaniels played a hundred percent of his minutes with Rudy Gobert, he would lead yeah. the league in defense rating. I I think Jokic is the best player in the NBA right now. Part of the reason that Jokic's like offensive and defensive ratings and on-off numbers are so good are because the Nuggets do these hockey lineups during the regular season. So Jokic only plays with the starters. Genius. I thought you were just saying they like sub on the fly. So also, without time Jokic can elbow you in the throat. And he can push and, your billionaire yeah. owner over. Yeah, he's allowed to do that. Um, okay, that's enough about Jaden McDaniels. Anthony Edwards got some all-NBA votes. That's fun. Our thoughts? Good. I mean, good. Once again, um, Anthony Edwards was not one of the 15 best players in the NBA this season. He I got love the, Anthony Edwards. He got the third most steals, though, so therefore he's, <laughs> he, he gets that vote. I mean, that, and there's why yeah, steals I know. are I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, and I... I think Anthony Edwards is going to be on a lot of all NBA teams in his career. This season, Anthony Edwards was just not one of the 15 best players in the NBA. He was. He was the top one sometimes. On any given night, he can be. 
Uh, it sucks that Laurie Markkinen didn't get didn't get in. Yeah, he's kind of a hooper. Laurie Markkinen had a great yeah, season. I, I remember a couple years ago in the group chat, I floated this, and you, I think someone in this room named Brandon yammed on me for suggesting that we get Laurie Markkinen. I, I don't I'm think Laurie Markkinen. I don't think Laurie Markkinen would have ever turned into this on the Wolves because they just like gave him the keys in Utah. That's true. Also, as is most, I'm guessing it was less about him and more about how. Like the what we'd have he to give a, up. He was a free agent. Gerson Rosas uh, pursued him. Oh, okay. Uh, in free agency when he signed with the Cavs. Oh, then we should do that. We yeah. should we should go back. We should go back and do, and do it. All right, we gotta get the time stone. Wait, time stone is Guardians of the Galaxy adjacent. No, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Okay, uh, let's see. Tim Connolly. Do we think he's going to Washington? Real quick on this. Let's just go through some of our initial talking points. No. I, if he goes. I'm going scorched earth on Twitter. I mean, I'll be so sad and the, mad. The, and the correct the correct answer to this is like probably not, but maybe that's wh- that's why he's not committing is because Beck loves hypothetical. There is a chance that he's going to go <laughs> yeah. take the Washington job, but there's so many boxes to check that it's just like so unlikely. First what, of all, what he has he, to get the Washington job. They have yeah. to have interest. Yeah. Second of all. They need to compensate him well enough for him to walk away from like a historical like compensation yeah. package from the Timberwolves. Then they have to trade for him. So we can get Bradley Beal a first and we three do not want Bradley four Beal. basketballs. <laughs> Who do we want? Uh, it wouldn't be a player. It would just be like second we, round picks or something. If we can get two, Some, two we first. We not get two first round picks. Two first picks. for Tim Connolly, I'll do it. If we get two first, get to keep Rudy. Does Tim Connolly get to negotiate the trade? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, which, who is he negotiating the trade for? I need Both. at least six first coming back <laughs> for me to go over there. That would be a, that would be a real nice guy move. Like, yeah. sorry, I effed this yeah. up, guys. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think... Uh, mostly my argument is about like the evidence that people are presenting where they're like, well, he's been non-committal and like that clip, of on course. The, the clip on the Dane Moore, like the Chad Hartman yeah. clip that yeah. they played. It was like, if you would listen to it, like he's driving the car doors yeah. open at one point beeping and he go, he's like, Oh, sorry. Like I forgot that I had my kid's car seat in the back. Like he's not, fully like he's absent-minded in that moment i don't i don't think yeah, you can really take that from much he's so mad so here's what Pay he's attention. non-committal he's probably going to interview for the job if i was him i would definitely do it and i would play it the exact same way he would i was talking to my wife Allie, ball knower hoops queen <laughs> ally alamat and i was like why does he just lie and she's like you would be doing the same shit he is well, i'm like you're exactly absolutely right well yeah. like think about like if you were you at your current job were interviewing for other jobs right now, I'm focused on yeah this club yeah, but and I'm, also I'm lying to everyone and also like I don't think he's gonna take the job, but maybe he should like imagine <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what do you put in that percentage? I I say ten. I'm gonna um, say 25. percent 25. Oh, you're this is weird because you've been the most like he's not going anywhere. I was gonna say five percent. That's a 75% chance that he's still here. Yeah, I think he's going to be still here. But my point I was going to make was, imagine if you made like a colossal mistake at work that made your <laughs> job just like ridiculously hard. I would dip. Why was, Why wouldn't you go take a job with like a completely clean slate? And if he, go, and if he goes to Washington, then we can just trade him Rudy Gobert for five <laughs> minutes. Like, 
I love that guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else is there? Anything else we want to talk about before we get into? Uh, do we want to talk about the playoffs the, right now, or do we just want to? Who do we want to win? Who? Do, who? Okay. As Timberwolves fans, who do we want to win, or who are we cheering for? I think the I like Nuggets. The, yeah, I'm. I'm cheering for the Nuggets to win it all. I I'm cheering for the Heat, but they're not gonna. I, the Heat look like the second best team right now. I know, but I don't. I don't think it's gonna. I think it'll. They'll run out of gas at some point. Um, I don't know what I think. I'm just here for, for the drama and the good time. I like when the Suns wear the old jerseys. I go, yeah, Suns, cool I want, jerseys. I want the Lakers to lose, but I also want Jordan Poole to lose. So, did you see? There's like one guy tweeted like, yeah, don't get, you need to stop imitating <laughs> these absurd I'm not, things. I, I'm not anymore because I totally agree with you. I'm like, people think it's two K out here, like Jordan Poole for Rudy. I'm like, no. They're like, who says no? And everybody in the comments is like, both. Everyone well, says both no. Of them. No, the Timberwolves say no. Rudy Gobert, they is good. They made a bad trade, but Rudy Gobert is still like a good basketball player. Jordan Poole is getting DNPs in the playoffs right now, and he just signed a hundred twenty-five million dollar yeah, contract. You know what I would pay one hundred twenty-five million dollars for? What? Joe Mama salsa. Joe Mama salsa, <laughs> baby. baby. They do not charge that. <laughs> they charge a much better I mean, price. But Bulk, you should maybe. pay that because it's that good. If you use, they that, take tips. If you go JoeMama's.com/slash/fundraising, you can buy one hundred twenty-five million dollars worth of salsa, <laughs> and you get money <laughs> back. If for your system <laughs> allows you to do that, <laughs> if you use promo code No okay. Pants, they'll charge I'm you one hundred twenty. Five million. Yeah, I'm on Joe Mama's terrible promo code. promo code. Let's should we see how much we can order from Joe Mama's yes, salsa. Yes. Okay. Do you think also we could get Joe Mama's salsa to set up a promo code no pants that raises the price? <laughs> yeah, to 125 million dollars. Because if somebody messes up, like a hilarious bitch. I am emailing Gina from Polkap Sports after this, being like, we want to actually have a promo code that raises the price. <laughs> Panty Nation would actually do it. Okay, so I'm on JoeMama's.com backslash shop. Free shipping right now. They have a beautiful new banner on the website. Site. I haven't seen this yet. Um, I'm going to try to add as so it's thirty dollars for a six pack, and you're like that's kind of expensive. It's high quality salsa. I don't know how so many times quality. I can tell you that it's actually primo stuff. Okay, so add uh, ten thousand. Ninety four. <laughs> right now, my current on JoeMamaSalsa.com is ninety four thousand three hundred forty four dollars. <laughs> Put in your credit card. <laughs> PayPal it right now. What are the odds? Horrendously <laughs> low. I mean, oh, you want to do one of the odds? odds. $94,000 card? Yep. What are the odds? One in 68,000. No, three digit. Count us down. Three, two, one. Three. Oh! <laughs> As if we didn't have you going on camera. Yeah, wait, but, 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 like, but like, uh, like one person watches us on YouTube. My dad's gonna see that eight times. <laughs> what if like a salsa dripping demon came up and said, "You gotta fucking do it." <laughs> it's in a podcast that that's a legal contract. It's binding. You gotta do it. All right, the. I'm going to edit a lot of this ad read, but what you got to know is Joe Mama's is fire that you actually should consider buying $94,000 worth of it because it's so good. You can get it, you can get it here locally, Cub Foods or High V. Uh, they got the original Mama's Baby, Mango Pineapple, you know my freaking thoughts, Roasted Garlic, Smoking Hot Mama. They got the fundraising so you could, you know, for your kid's band or baseball team or hockey team, you can raise money with Joe Mama's Salsa, sell it to your coworkers. They got locally sourced ingredients. It's vivacious. It's lovely. It goes great in your taco bowls. I'm down 20 pounds. Recently, and I've been doing a lot of taco bowls, brown rice. Slim. Thank you. It's all in my thighs and face. My belly is not going away. Why? That, that just kind of happens as you get older. I don't like yeah. it. You need to eat more salsa. That's true. 
The salsa I, soaks up the, the midsection fat. <laughs> it's science. Actually, I don't think we're supposed to talk about weight loss because like there's like regulations, but whatever. I use it part of my healthy weight loss. I'm eating normal stuff, and Joe Mama salsa He's, is part of my healthy regimen. Jordan's just eating spoonfuls of salsa. That's it. You honestly could with primo ingredients. All right, JoeMamaSalsa.com. Make that cart go crazy. It's time for the Talk Win Piss and <laughs> the talk when piss and parsons, baby. So this is much like the fuck when pipes, where we've all gone around and we've. We should probably say what the talk when yeah, piss and parsons stands, stands for. We said it at the top let's of the show. It, didn't let's we all not? say it at one time. Ready? Right? It is three, two, one. The, the official crunch wears no pants season and no pants allowed recognition segment award show. <laughs> the talk when, when piss and parsons, presented by Jimmy's Dips, because it ends with sauce, and sauce is like thin dips. Yeah. Right. Because on the yeah. on like the on the goop on the goop pyramid, right? It goes liquid, sauce, dip. Because dip is the thickest. And then how viscous is it? Dip go straight to solid. Mm, or no, then, no it go, um, then it goes Duke Cannon magma, thick body wash, yeah. magma, magma, then solid. <laughs> and I think there's a layer of the earth that is considered dip too, between yeah. like the mantle is, and yeah, the, the magma. In the core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that's the geology. Where they, that's talk. where they get it yeah. from. I we've think. covered all the science. A lot of science. So a lot many. of science on the episode. So we've all created our own categories with their own nominees, much like the Fockwin Pipes. And so we'll go around, we'll say our awards, we'll say the nominees, we will vote. Uh, and then we'll see who freaking wins. I think it, I don't think it's voting because it's just two people choosing. I think you guys just need to come to a consensus. I thought we all voted because like, oh, I have opinions. I was I wasn't I was considering I was saying I was nominating and you guys were just going to pick I the think, winner. Yeah, I think consensus. Oh no, wasn't it that we talked be, about it than the, the person? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it's like I give my award the four nominees. You guys talk about it and then you pick a oh, winner. Oh yes, yeah. that's right, that's right, that's right. All right, uh, Durf, start us off with your first. Um, what's this thing called? <laughs> <laughs> the Taquin Pissin' Parsas. <laughs> the Taquin Pissin' Parsas. My first Taquin Pissin' Parsas is Parsas. Is um, the Oh Nice Award. This is the award for the player that surprised us most in 2023. Congrats, oh, okay. Nikhil like We're talking like low expectations to higher output. Uh, it's all circumstantial. So okay. the three nominees are Luca Garza, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, or Nas Reed. And and Nas Reed being for like what we yeah. thought as a mm. podcast that he wasn't going to play very much. Luke, my Luke my initial thought. Yes, yeah, sorry, go oh, sorry. My initial thought is that this should be Nikhil Alexander Walker, but that feels like maybe recency bias. I think Durf wants us to pick Luca Garza. No, it's honestly <laughs> I can was, see I can see arguments for all three. That's Luca Garza had some explosive moments in like December through February. Like what is going on? Yeah, I think that the tough part about Luca Garza is like. He did have, he had some very impactful games. He was much more valuable than I think we expected, but he, they never actually like committed to him and he never like found a steady role. The Nas Reed thing is like Nas Reed kept getting better every year and we didn't think he'd be in the rotation to start the year, but I think we generally thought Nas was a good NBA player. Nikhil Alexander-Walker was like, throw in late in the Mike Conley trade got off to like a blistering hot start and then was like out of the rotation. And then all of a sudden he was like the fourth most important player in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I go to Nikhil then. I think, I think it's not. And I, it surprised me that he has gorilla nuts. That is alarming yeah. and great. <laughs> that is at a the same big, time. Oh, nice moment. 
So I, if we're in agreement, yeah, I think we award not. this to Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Wonderful. Congrats, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, on your award. Oh, so you, you, you didn't pick a winner. You just wanted no, us to talk about No, we picked the winner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're still this doing that. open. I, I, I don't listen half the time. <laughs> All the nominees are ones that I could see in our yeah. for. So uh, it's, okay. it's you guys helping me decide. All right. I'm going to go second. Okay. Uh, we have the... This is the official, the, this is the moment I love Mike Conley award. This goes to the moment where we knew we loved Mike Conley. Oh, I like this one. I don't think my moment's on there because it was years ago. <laughs> <laughs> As a Timberwolf. Okay. Um, number one nominee, the really cool pass where he was faking a finger roll, but then like tapped it quickly to Rudy Gobert and no one, no one knew how sick it was until the slow motion came out like 20 minutes <laughs> after the game. Yep. Uh, the Mike Conley clutch free throws in the Lakers playing game. That's for the D-Lo stands that were still holding out. <laughs> and then option number three, the moment we traded for the moment we traded for yeah, him for me. Congrats that's to the moment because that's the earliest. Conley. Yeah. The, the Mike Conley trade, a huge winner at the Taquin Piss and Parsons. I love that Mike was, Conley yeah. so, he's so much. Great. Uh, he's amazing. All right, Brandon, give us your first award. All right, my first award, my first Taquin Piss and Parsons is the KG Rick Rickard Award for Best Fight. Oh nice. shit! I have to delete one of my <laughs> one of my categories. <laughs> the nominees: uh, Rudy Gobert versus Kyle Anderson. Austin Rivers versus Mo Bamba, Jaden McDaniels versus The Wall, and Carl Anthony Towns versus his calf. Mm. Um, I was rewatching the Austin Rivers Mo Bamba <laughs> fight, and that was a hoot and a half. Legendary I, I, fight. I was gonna say it's got to be Austin Rivers because that was so that was a full on match. But yeah, but that's opposing people. I kind of like the drama of Kyle Anderson and Rudy. And like they kissed and then they fought and then they made up again. I think I got to. Yeah. But if we're saying best. Yeah. That was like that was like a lover's quarrel because they yeah. had kissed not that well, long well, ago. What is, a fight's what, a fight. God what, damn it. what was the stimu stimulation? What was the stimulation oh for it? It's fight of the year. Fight of the year. I think it has got to be rooting Kyle. Uh, that was a fight. I don't think that's a fight. Though. He just got hit. He didn't he didn't hmm. connect back. I think the Mo Bamba back and forth was delicious. That's yeah. Be and it was a more proper fight if I. And, and being out and the, and the wall because it continued on the social media yeah. after that and Jayden that versus great. the wall Jaden versus the wall is a fight definitionally Jaden delivered the first blow but the, the wall, wall won the wall yeah but there was never in question you yeah. know like we kind of knew who it was, was gonna win ad. that fight yeah carl anthony towns versus his calf took a long time yeah didn't. that was a back and forth <laughs> yeah i think yeah. uh let's give it to austin rivers and Obama yeah. because i want to commemorate the macaroni tony era that was yes. kind of like the, the cap yeah. of the macaroni tony congratulations era. to our friend austin rivers all right, Durf. Durf, next award. Right. Um, <laughs> my next award is the award for most ass performance. Damn or, it. Or, or net negative performance. Um, so the nominees are, and this is just like, well, they were on the team. Uh, number one is Bryn Forbes. Uh, nominee number two is Jalen Noel. And three is D'Angelo Russell. It's Bryn Forbes. It's Bryn Forbes for his personal <laughs> life and his on the court performance. That guy sucks. Okay, you did the step, worst. You didn't step on mine. Okay. okay, but it does have ass in it. All right, let's, let's, let's go best ass. And the, well, it's the it's the it's the it's the fucking uh, it's the Taquin piss and parse yeah. ass. So let's yeah. go back to back with all right. With ass My bits. award is the Bryn Forbes Memorial Astastic Performance of the Year. <laughs> Oh, this is in. Okay, there like are uh, four nominees. Mine are more like specific, like yeah. perform, like game performances right, right. or stretches. Uh, the nom first nominee is Anthony Edwards play in game versus the Lakers. Uh, the second nominee is D'Angelo Russell in the month of October. <laughs> the third nominee is Jalen Noel for all of it. 
the fourth nom- nominee is Tim Connolly negotiating the Rudy <laughs> Gobert trade. <laughs> Ooh, this is tough. Those are some good nominees. Uh, I don't think it's Jalen because he had some spurts in there. Like, I was- mean, over- overall, it was bad, but I don't think expectation versus output is. I think it was ass. Is- I think it was fart. No, he was he was ass. he was pretty ass, especially because we were ask Sam. We were talking him up going into this year, being That's like, true. "Is he going to take a big step? Get that Jordan there was, a, there was there may or may not have been a period of time where I was like, "I would rather have Jalen Noel than Tiago yes, Russell." No. I remember that. I don't. I'm not going to go D'Lo because I, it's just D'Lo. But do you remember? I don't know. Was I know, but I. It's to me. It's between Ant and TC. I actually agree. I think these are the. We based really off of expe- based off of expectations, these are like the two. Yeah, yeah I think I got to give probably, it to. It's, it's probably Ant. Yeah. yeah, I mean Tim, if he makes one shot, right? They like, would. Uh, we're bet, playing the Grizzlies, would, like, and we would have won. This yeah. is, we would have beat that round. Yeah, sorry, Ant. I still love you. We still love you. That's you are the winner of the Bryn Forbes Memorial <laughs> Ass Testing Performance of the Year. All right, Jordan. This is the uh, the best Rudy Gobert redemption moment. <laughs> There's four nominees here. I already know who's going to... I already have my pick. (laughs) There's adopting his cat Link and then promptly starting an Instagram for him. That's option number one. Number two is the Grizzlies game where he swatted Ja and then did the cool swaggy behind the back over exaggerated pass. (laughs) Number three, the day he tweeted not so fast, pal. And then number four, the press conference where he said what we were all thinking and tweeting and went scorched earth on the officials. Oh, I hadn't considered that. I thought I was going to be not so fast, pal. Um, my heart says because I have a picture of the tweet yeah. on my wall, but I, I think, I'm willing to. But connect. I think I think now that I'm thinking about it, the tweet might be a more redemptive moment because not so fast. Pal was very early in it the season. It took a while to prove it did, and he did, didn't really prove yeah. it. <laughs> well, that, that the season was over. I think I I'm willing to. Get, I think the refs. Yeah, yes. I think the refs is good is a good one because yeah. that was like. We were on really out on yeah. Rudy. At the that whole point. fan base got behind him. It was like, oh my, Rudy. Yeah. Okay. Congrats to Rudy Gobert's fine for being <laughs> hey, worth I helped a, pay that. I paid five bucks of that. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Good job. All right. Uh, Durf, run it back. All right. Um, <laughs> this is the award for toughness and resiliency. There's my word. Um, showing real, it. showing real sturdiness. Nominees are Anthony Edwards playing in 79 of 82 games in the regular season, including one where he was throwing up and pooping his pants. <laughs> he should not have played that one. If yeah, I he, right. it was, that was not a good game. Um, number two is Kyle Anderson taking a punch from Rudy Gobert in stride. And number three is The Wall taking a punch from Jaden McDaniels and not even flinching. Now, The Wall did what The Wall is supposed to do. The, the wall, Wall's out yeah, of here. The wall yeah. won, but The Wall won the fight. Um, Kyle Anderson taking the punch, then... Delivering a W is nice. Yeah, but like if I'm thinking like resilience. Yeah, it's 79 games. Anthony Edwards, like <laughs> the second half of the season, he was like sick and he had rolled he his ankle. Some rough shape. And like he was fighting a lot of stuff and they just, they needed him every night and it wasn't always pretty, but he was, he was out yeah. there. Anthony Edwards, And I think we owe him a good that, award that after yeah, winning yeah, the yeah, ass-tested yeah. performance yeah. of the year. Congrats, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. All right, Brandon, what do you got? All right, my last award. The Baby of the Year Award for Most Outstanding <laughs> Performance by a Rookie. The nominees are Wendell Moore. That's the winner. A.J. Lawson, Josh Minot, 
and Bart Harley Jarvis. It's got to be you, Bart Harley Jarvis. You, Harley Jarvis. Uh, it's got to be it's Josh Minot. Ah, uh, it's Wendell Moore. He it's, came. Do you remember when the T Wolves PR tweet came out? Like Wendell starting in the locked up jaw. That's got to be it. Yeah, I know Minot's more fun. He's my preferred rookie. Wendell Moore also had that like random tip in in the Pelicans game in game 82. He did. He, did. he oh, played, right. he yes, played like 0.3 seconds and scored two points. That is hella efficient. Yeah. Imagine that expanded over yeah. a yeah. full game. They should have played him more. He was the most efficient <laughs> yeah. player in that game. Uh, yeah. Wendell. Yeah. Interesting. I would have thought this was going to go to Josh Minot. I love Josh Minot. AJ Lawson, though, two points, one of the most wholesome moments of the year. Then we cut his ass for yeah. Matt Ryan. <laughs> That's when I knew the vibes were was he Was he one for one? I don't think he was one for that one. Been cool. No, I don't think so. Speaking of Matt Ryan, this award is the best bench player swag. This is a mano y mano showdown between Matt Ryan immediately being the first person off every like off the bench for every time out to dap up whoever scored last, and then Luca Garza specifically because of the faces he would make after cool plays. Oh, I'm disappointed because I would have picked Nate Knight in this. <laughs> I. Yeah. Definitely got distracted. And Nate Knight's the third nominee. Yeah, we do need three. Because Nate Knight is like, he's like the dance and reaction king yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I think I of Nate Knight when I think of like bench reactions. Yeah. That's like the, the redeeming Nate Knight quality is that I don't want to cut him because he does cool stuff on the bench. He's and a in lot garbage of fun. Time. He's a lot of fun. I feel like Matt Ryan was like, he, like he was always the first one to jump up, but he's just kind of like expressionless a lot of times. Like he was just like, eh. Doesn't do, it doesn't do much for me. He was always talking to Rudy, always talking to Cat. He always he kind of dressed like a Bethel kid, which made me feel yeah, at home. That's why I'm <laughs> made anti. Me feel at home. <laughs> that's why I'm anti <laughs> And I like Luke Garza's faces. You can't be anti Bethel on the pod. I, I know. I'm just he, no Bethel kids listeners. Also, um, yes, he, you'd walk up to him and he'd do the Bethel thing where you compliment him and then he compliments you harder back. Oh, about thanks, the same man. I'm thing. just trying to get like you're you. like I'm just trying to get like I'm yeah. just trying to get you're like, like great. Three and he's like, you can shoot better than me, and you're like, I don't play in the NBA. This is not a relevant. Man, that's why people at Bethel fell out on me in senior because like, oh, trying to do some good radio. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah, I am. I worked hard. Well, people also fell out on you because you just disappeared. We lived with we you. Lived with you like never once saw. every three we, months. We, we fell out. Jordan came in. No, we didn't. Jordan came in at three a.m. and he left at five a.m. You also, we were in a five-person room with two bedrooms, <laughs> and Dirk this and I BS, were in the three-person room, and you were in the two person room and then you bailed and so then it was know. just it was three and one yeah, it was three and one and we were triple bugged <laughs> we had Craig on the bottom should have bought a house guys don't know what to tell you <laughs> you bought your dad's house <laughs> okay let's I'm censoring that it's not making the cut um so who's gonna win it was Nate Knight I, I vote Nate Knight yeah I'll go Nate Knight Cool. Congrats, Nate Knight. Congrats, Nate Knight. Woo! And, and to think he was a throw-in nominee. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I, think I, got, okay. I think I had to go to a meeting. I did this in between, like, work shame. Do we have any more awards? I have the big one. Okay. Panty Nation member of the year. Ooh, this is exciting. This is very exciting. Now, if you didn't make the final three, don't be mad. Because I did not. I just went off top of the dome. And this is mostly people I interact with on Twitter a lot. This is based on mentions. If you want to be in the uh, running for this, mention us more. Straight. Okay. There you go. So number one, we have Greta Toon. 
a boots nice. on the ground panty person who was on the hunt thoroughly documenting uh, whether or not Crunch was wearing pants. We she was and out here. Shout out. It was, it was very important for the investigative work yeah. we're doing here. It was incredible. Shout out to Greta. And then we have at Plant Lover 36, Holly, another documentarian of Panty Nation, plus mm-hmm. a prolific graphic designer. Not only did she make Crunch Wears No Pants art, but also some City Edition inspired backgrounds. Very for people's cool phones. stuff. Yes. Um, the cat one is just super fire. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, Nate's wife, Tira. She gives us great and constant feedback while also designing a sick hoodie. I hope we roll out in time for next season. Whoever wins this award, I will buy your hoodie. The whenever we print it, could be Feels like I can't vote. Yes, yeah, it's gonna be like, well, it's obviously Tira. <laughs> I'm setting you up to get in trouble. Yeah. Do you guys want to vote on this one? Uh, it's Holly. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Holly. Gre- Greta was great. So I everyone's think, great. I, yeah, Panty Nation loves crazy. Love, love my rocks. wife. Love my wife, but it's Holly. Um, <laughs> I think really I do love her though. I really do. Greta Greta was doing a great job keeping track of where it went or Crunch was wearing pants or not. Absolutely. Holly was also contributing to the mm-hmm. crunch, whether or not he was wearing mm-hmm. pants, journalism. Really important stuff. They went and to then, way more games than and we then did. additionally the graphic design stuff like really I put think, Holly over the top. I, I also think to add to that is she, there was never an, a Nas Reed tweet that she didn't reply Nas Reed to. Yes. And that's, that was really important. That's big. And that's, yeah, that's just like as a yeah. Wolves fan, you need to be doing that yeah. consistently. Yeah. Just Every tip, Nas Reed Just tweet. tips for the next year for fans, listeners. Just an insane batting yeah. average with the yeah. Nas Reed stuff. Yeah. Well, congrats to Plant Lover 36, Holly. Yeah. If and when we ever get those hoodies, which should be, I mean, Probably by next season. We'll get your size. Yeah. DM us. Uh, all right. That was the first annual. Talk when pissing, Parsis. Talk when pissing, Parsis. There's always like a Scottish I was going to say there's always like a Scottish accent. Talk when pissing, Parsis. All right. So as we, Ahoy. As, as we wind down. <laughs> My Lord. Ahoy. It sounds like a pirate thing. Ahoy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> should we do our seaboard? This is kind of like a, a bonus segment. The Wolves Twitter shoutouts. We hinted at this bonus last week. Segment. So yeah, I don't really. We I don't, don't know have, like what we're doing here aside from just like saying accounts we really like. Yeah, we're just doing. Some I think that's what it is. I just want to shout out people who like I love talking to. I love their opinions. I love their insights. I love their memes. I love their jokes. No, okay, uh, let's just do just it. just yeah. round table. Yeah. yeah, round table it. Okay, uh, my first one. Uh, Kai, KG for MVP, 2-1-1. Madman. Just, mm-hmm. like, fantastic. the best Wolves memes, and just, like, he's hammering out, like, 10 great Wolves memes every game. Yep. Replying, he's just, just great performance from Kai. Undeniable. Strong. If you don't follow time. KG for MVP, 2-1-1. Do it. Do it. Strong you made a you made a Just do it. Make <laughs> your dreams come true. Follow Kai on Twitter. Derp, who, um, who did you want to shout out? I'm bummed. That was going to be my first one, but great shout that's out. That's why I went first. I know. I know. Yeah, that's a great one. I'm the only one that I, cares about okay, you, Kai. I also <laughs> shouted you out, too, and so did Jordan. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out Deej. D at DJ Ryder. Great one. Also a really great account. Also, yes. also putting out some really good good content. Do, like should have more followers. Should then. have more followers. Uh, uh, spicy at times. Yes. Yeah. I love a yeah. spicy I like person. it not hold back. Yeah, I like that. I like that in an account. Anyways, yes. Jordan. Uh, shout out to Deej. Uh, Wolves hot box scores. That's mm, a great that was one. my third one. A yeah. new, a newer uh, Wolves Twitter entrant. Yes. Did, I believe I was on Wolves TikTok yes. before. Yeah. It, Wolves TikTok was honestly just Wolves hot box scores <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I just, I didn't know this guy's name, but I talked to him all the time on Twitter. 
Wolves Hotbox Course, please DM us your name. <laughs> DM us your name. Yeah. This feels very parasocial. I think his name is Solomon. I think it's just Wolves Hotbox. If it's Solomon, I'll be, I'll be amazing. I just, You're saying I, that because of Ted Lasso. Wait, was there something Solomon, Solomon on Ted, Ted Lasso? Lasso? I don't no. understand the reference. It's, it's, a, it's it was a different show that we're watching. I'm, I'm anyway. saying it from Song of Solomon in the Bible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that guy over so here. So shout out to Wolves Hotbox Scores. Basically, his whole bit is just he records a video after every game. And yeah. like for like just firing it up and talking in front of the box score. Yeah. It's actually pretty coherent and well thought out things. The, yeah. man know, the man knows ball. Yeah, he's great. Um, my next one, uh, DoseNet Live. DoseNet Live, Dose Net Live is just, once again, mine are like very, very meme centric, just cranking out great mm-hmm. memes left and right. So I'm trying to think. I think DoseNet Live, I, if I had to guess, I would say that is who the Crunch Wears No Pants account has retweeted the most this season. I, I think so. Outside as well. of us. <laughs> but that's just, we tweet <laughs> our stuff ourselves. and then we go yeah. and retweet it. There was, I forgot what the event was. I think it might have been after the DLO trade where I think DoseNet Live was just throwing out just a bunch of shit. But this is the banger after banger. This is like Barry Bonds approaching the record. Just, you gotta walk them or it's gonna be a homer. Uh, Durf, what do you got? Uh, my next one, and I don't know if, I think this one's fine. We said no. Media, but I don't know how. Yeah, um, we, we were a little fuzzy on the definition of media. Yeah. So yeah, um, but Jonah Huncho J Man Huncho J Man's great. Mid season launch of the pod, so it counts. Yeah, it counts. Good, really good account. I, I can always open Twitter and expect to see some basketball content coming from him. Yes. Huncho J Man, league leader in knowing ball. Yeah. The man knows ball, understands the ball. Future guest on the pod. Future guest on the pod. Yeah, future J-Man. guest on the pod. Uh, I like Functional Moron. That was a great one. That was my next one. Functional Moron gets me as well. Another great combo of knowing ball memes. uh, And also just like life takes. Also, I can't like figure out what's going on with this picture. It's like yellow, right? It's like, and it's like an old timey, like, like, I don't even know. I never clicked into it. It's like something from like a, from like a chapel, like the wall you'd see on the wall of a chapel. Functional Moron, if you actually listen. I'm not cutting this shit up. I haven't cut up an episode in forever. <laughs> if, if you're listening, please let us know what's going on with your profile picture. Brandon, go. Okay. I'm disappointed that we got this far before mentioning this one, guys. Uh, he's been a guest on the CND NBA show. Hmm. Future guest on the pod here. NetGlow. NetGlow is terrific Fantastic. content. I kind of avoided Huncho and NetGlow because we give them shouts like every other yeah. episode. Yeah, but we got yeah, Again, we all know her. Um, my next one is, I don't know if you guys know, um, hashtag B emoji hashtag, and it's at B A M B A at Bamba. No, no. It's like spelled out B E E A Y E E M B E E Y E. This is so many vowels. I'm so stressed out. We, uh, recently followed, followed back fun account, good insight, knows ball also knows fashion. I get a lot of retweets on my feed of really fun, fashion. cool fashion, and it's broadening my understanding. I do of not. The I do not know this one. I'm unfamiliar. This is a, this is a sneaky good account. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to give this one a follow. How many more do you guys have left? Because I have four. I, I have one. Okay, I'll go through a couple. I have. I have two more. I gave a shout out to Kelsey Elstrom a couple episodes ago. She's good been follow. Yeah. Good follow. Noseball. Funny. Basically everything we look for in a crunch wars, no pants follow. Uh, do you guys know Mikkel Obius? Yes. Yes. Uh-uh. I don't, I love it. Same thing. Nose ball and funny. Well, That's what me, I'm looking let for. Let me follow. Michael Obius. Uh, Anna Knudsen. Again, a ball knower. 
I think she has some Knutson or Knutson or one of the I two. I think it's Knutson. Is there a K? Nah, okay. I, don't I don't know. I never know when the K is silent. It's not. I She's think great. with the when it's in that name, it's Knutson. Knutson. At least the 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 K N the Knutsons I've known. <laughs> So shout out to Anna Knudsen. Again, nose ball. Funny. I also like when there's like NBA and also some pop culture in there. I like to yeah, have the mix. That's fun. Uh, and also no cap space. Future guests on the yep. pod. Great one. Um, yep. Great merch. Memes. All that. that's, the, that's the rest of mine. So you can yeah. finish it up, Brandon. And then my last one, we also mentioned it. Uh, we mentioned them earlier in the show. Uh, Jay Wilder Adams. What's on tap NBA. Nice. Amazing account. Great really account. burst on the scene this year. I have uh, I have three more or two more. Oh, my God. Um, I have. We love everyone. <laughs> yeah, we really. Yelly. Everybody um, love everybody. De- Devin Jones. Devin Jones. Devin Jones. Great. Good one. Great content. Frank Garza. <laughs> of course. Um, and. Uh, a really, really good account that came out this year that we found oh really, 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 really good content. You're not going to say um, I think it's called, well, there's Tim, Timberwolves Brasilia. Um, yeah. But then there's, I think you should Nas Reed. My gosh. Read. Really just, if you like, I think you should leave. It's Timberwolves season three. Coming out So many more memes to make. For them. Oh, we also forgot new account. Buddy of ours, Smorgasbord. Oh, yeah. Smorg- oh, yeah. Smorgie's great. Got t-shirts on um, at Smorg MPS. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, Durf- and, and uh, uh, Crunch Wears No Shirt. Okay. That was yeah. another one that just <laughs> yeah. popped Durf- up. We don't do yes, self- Daddy. We, we don't do self-plugs. That's not me. That's we don't, a spam account. We don't do self-plugs. We plug Jimmy's Dips, baby. Jimmy's Maybe. Dips is the way to go. Uh, right now, they got their coleslaw cracking just in time yeah. for summer. They got three types. Yum. The original, the pineapple, and the fat-free. It's officially slaw season. We said that before, but they got cold, so it wasn't officially slaw season it's back, back then. It's back, baby. But slaw season came and went, now it's back within a month. Don't sleep on the slaw. It deserves a place at the table. You got the hot burger. You got the melted cheese. Get some cool, crisp Jimmy slaw on the side of the paper plate. You can find them at Cub or High V. They got the, the freaking coleslaw. They got the Jimmy salad dressings, and they got the dips. Don't you be messing with, with my, my dressing. dressing. I think we should bypass Random Wolf of the Week and do our chat GPT. Why, why can why do you both? Think, why do you think we should bypass it, Jordan? Because I did not prep Random wolf of the week and i we have, have i have three a, of 13 minutes left i have an rwow prepared i knew you did okay all right hit us so okay random wolf of the week everybody right. knows the rules they get a they get a hint before they do the five uh we do the five hints hang all on right. i love how it. we st- we thought we were gonna have a short episode and i know i was half hour late you were oh. like um you were like four we hours we late. didn't start recording till like 9 p.m. 6 yeah. whatever clue number um, one it's it's i'm gonna oh, yeah. guess i'm gonna guess lance stevenson i'm gonna glad, i'm glad i'm gonna guess marco yarch as well you don't get two guesses it is not Lance Stevenson. I thought he was, was going to say who oh, it was. might be Marco. I think it's Marco. Was he already a random over the week? Hint number one. He won a national championship in college. Marco Yarge. Well, that was a dumb I'm, guess. I'm going to guess it's... You don't get two guesses. No, what the heck? No. <laughs> I thought we had a chance here, I, Durf. I I'm sorry. No. Can I actually guess? No. This is, we're, no, we're let's clearly, the second We're guess. clearly going off book. I think I know who it is. Who? Shabazz Napier. It is not Shabazz Napier. Oh, yes, Good it guess, is, though. Don't lie. Shab- that Shabazz Napier yeah. does, would have been correct yeah. with that one hint. Hint number two. He played for two teams, the Timberwolves and the Kings. Um, Brad Miller, maybe? Sp- no, nope. he Spud played Webb. for the- No, Spud Webb played for the Hawks. I don't know that. 
like he famously played for the Hawks. Yeah, like I don't, Mitchell and Nesta. You're, you're really gonna quiz me on something before 2012. That's true. If, if you know who Spud Webb <laughs> is, you should know he played for the Hawks. <laughs> so I can read it. Kings and Timberwolves is a weird combo. Uh, Did Rashad McCants have a King stint? Let's do Rashad McCants. Is that uh, your guess? Yeah. It's Rashad McCants! I knew it. That's my guy. I almost wore his jersey. I almost wore his jersey, too. The other hints were in his best season, 07-08. He averaged 14.9 points per game and was the team's second leading scorer. It was looking good that year. Hint number four, drafted 14th overall by the Wolves in 2005. Hint number five, played his college basketball at North Carolina. And bonus hint number six. Bone hint? Durf owns his jersey. I wow, do. and Jordan now. I have two. Uh, did you? Do you? <laughs> do you just pre-make clues? Like, do you? I have, have a, whole... I have a. I have a. I have a. That was the last one on the backlog. But I do have okay. like. I I went through one time and made like five of them. <laughs> hey Beck, you want to get get a beer tonight? Uh, no, I'm busy. Yeah. Just making... do it when I'm like if the Timberwolves are down by like thirty or something. Yeah, just gonna go. Make I mean, up some I hints. respect it. I just I'm. Impressed. Okay. As we wrap that's up, an, that's an amalgamation of. <laughs> I texted the word amalgamation to Durf in a group chat today, and he was like, I've never heard that word. In my I've life. used the word amalgamation <laughs> a million times. You've never. Yes, I know. You've never. Ask my wife. I dude. listened to, yeah. I, li- I re listened to all of our podcast episodes. I've used I talked to everybody you know. They've said you've never I've, listened, I've used amalgamation. I, it just. On all the time. Hey, Amalgamation is we like have a normal words. We have nine minutes left, guys. All, all I did How was long I, is this? I sent his mastermind <laughs> meme back to him and I said in quotes amalgamation. That was it. Okay. Anyway. Um, so this is our finally our final regularly scheduled episode. Durf, you did the thank you last week, so I'm not going to rehash that because I thought you, what you said to the listeners was very heartfelt. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, must have been really heartfelt then. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate Thomas listening. Yeah, Thomas um, listens a lot. He's been a real trooper. We appreciate that. Yeah. And um, yeah. So throughout the offseason, we're going to do probably some monthly bits. We do want to have people on the show. I've reached out to some folks on Twitter. We're going to have Maggie going to spoiler Maggie from the 10,000 takes podcast and come on and rank the best butts in Timberwolves history over the offseason. I don't know where she's going to go. Tight butts. Who has the best butt they can think of? Nas is a good butt. I think Ant probably has the best butt right now. Well, we're not the butt experts. Maggie is. Yeah, yeah. well, but you asked us. Yeah, you're right. We can still have opinions. You don't have to be an expert on everything you have an opinion there's on. No, there's true. no Kyle Lowry on the team, but there yeah. are some good butts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Maggie will come on. Uh, who else I reach out to? I forgot. Netglow, I think I reached out to. Luca Garza, good butt. Yeah, good Does butt. he have a good butt? Well, let's get him on. I mean, the, he's got those thick haunches. Let's, That's true. He's got good legs. Let's get him on the pod and we can talk about his butt. He won't be on the team next year. So I don't think Frank will. No, they're giving him the max. Well, I already we'll talked see. to Tim about this. Um, so keep an eye out for those offseason pods. Tell your friends. Make sure you subscribe to us at No Pants Crunch on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, Crunch Wears No Pants on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And wherever you get your podcasts, remember one star or five stars. No twos, no threes, no fours. Say something and stand on it. Sweet or scathing. Yes. That's it. I love you. Goodbye. Love you so much. Bye.